0: This is the first time the Lord actually tells us we have mounted our horses, which means that we're being, and the Lord specifically tells us certain demons that he's asking us to battle against. You must know these demons by heart. You must pray your rosary, your chaplet, All the thorns you receive during the day, constantly, everything, battling these demons. What are they? Lust, pornography, shame, pride, arrogance, fear, fear of intimacy. Those are demons that the Lord has asked us to fight against. On Sunday, while I was in prayer, the Lord continued to speak to me about this commissioning. He is our commander-in-chief. My role is like the slave that receives the commands from the commander-in-chief, and I run and to, to all the soldiers to tell you what the commander-in-chief is saying. So, I must always listen and wait for our commander-in-chief through all these years. I never act without him telling us what to do or how to move. So, I'm going to begin by reading again. So, the first message last Thursday was this. Demons of lust. Pornography. Shame. Pride arrogance and fear of intimacy, these angels of death can only be fought through me, with me, and in me. In the power of the Spirit through the cross. Notice the Lord says, they can only be fought through me, with me, and in me. That means through the Eucharist. That's why he is making us his living host. I am dressing my soldier of light in my humility, purity, and childlike innocence. He must live knowing his nothingness and weakness. For it is I, who have everything, all power and might, pray for greater trust and abandonment, so that the authority of my spirit can be stirred into flame in him to cast out the demons of hell. The hidden force of my little mustard seed, that's love crucified, is the power of God's force moving through him, Now, I'll move to what the Lord spoke in my heart Sunday. My little one, know that I am pleased with you because you have responded to the cry of my voice. I have the responsibility, my community, to speak through my voice, the voice of Jesus. And for this, I need faith, and I need to be able to look foolish In the eyes of many, he goes on to say, this is very important now for our community. My little one, this is a time of an outpouring of grace for my little mustard seed. You are each being given the grace to be transformed into my living hosts to bless, release from bondage, And set free countless souls. See yourselves as my warriors riding out into the horizon. This holy fleet is the light of God's love that has the power to cast into hell the spirits of darkness that are now covering the earth. My triumph will be a great triumph accomplished through the most hidden force of God, the hidden martyrdom of my sacred heart and the immaculate heart of my mother. Now I pray some stars because the Lord is telling us what to do. So we, now he first tells us, respond. By, he uses the word by, so he's telling us how to respond. By suffering all with me in my sacrifice of love. Respond again, he says, with courage and zeal, believing that God has chosen you to participate in the triumph of my crucified love to save the world. Have Each of us truly believe that we have been chosen by God to participate in his holy fleet to save the world. Then he says, believe that as my warriors, the hidden anawims of God, you have mounted your horses and have begun to fight the great battle for the salvation of the world. Now he tells us we must remain steadfast in living daily what I have taught you. Do not be afraid for the triumph of my sacred heart through the immaculate heart of Mary is close at hand. Usher in the triumph of our two hearts. And finally, he says, trust. This is. Now he's speaking to me, trust in the words I speak in your heart and share them with perfect faith and hope in the God who loves you. Go in peace. There's a lot there. But yesterday's readings of the Mass spoke to me greatly about these two messages from the Lord. And you have the teaching I sent you. Yesterday's first reading was from the book of Numbers, chapter 13 and 14. I'm not going to read from my notes. I'm just going to speak from my heart. What happens to the Israelite people? We've been reading all these weeks. We know God parted the Red Sea. He gave them the manna. He gave them the quails. The cloud of God's presence was over the tent. They saw the face of Mo, uh, Moses full of light when he was in speaking face-to-face face with God. And then they finally get to the land of Canaan. And the Lord sends a few of them to go and check it out. And what happens? They come back and they're frightened. Why? Because... They see really strong people, great power, and they begin to think, we don't have a chance. But what's very important for us to, I feel as a community, to, to ponder here, is there's a sequence here of how the Israelites fall. First, they fear. After they fear, they begin to doubt and they actually want to get a leader from among them to take them back to Egypt. After all they've been through, they want to go back because they fear brings them to doubt. And when you fall and each of us fall into fear, we forget the fear consumes us and makes us focus completely with what seems impossible before us. From doubt, they move quickly into discouragement and despair. And then, in that discouragement and despair, they do what? They grumble against Moses and Aaron and against God. I have the quotes there from Numbers. You can read that on your own slowly. I really encourage you to read carefully. The teaching. I'm just now paraphrasing. This. Environment of fear. Is contagious. It spreads like wildfire. Through the whole Israelite community. But you see my family. The Lord has been telling us this for years. When. Anything happens in in any city quickly, fear spreads. With that fear comes doubt, despair, confusion. In 2015, the Lord said to us, Soon and very soon, justice as the illumination will be knocking at your doors. There will be great moaning, great moaning and grinding of teeth. Many will despair. There will be confusion. But those who have been made clean by the blood of the Lamb will experience the glory of God. And the Lord says, know who you are. The Israelites forgot. In 2012, The Lord said to us, soon the world, as you know it, will cease to exist. My followers will be persecuted. You will be hunted down as beasts are pursued in secret, hidden and captured. There will be much wailing in the streets of Jerusalem. Be attentive. For the justice of God is now approaching the world. It will visit you as a thief in the night. The messages must now be published. It is my victim souls that will conquer the dragon. Bring me victim souls. Then Jesus asked me to go to the Bible to confirm what he just said to me. And I opened the Bible randomly. To 1 Samuel, chapter 20, verse 24 to 42. And Jesus said, The beast will pursue you as Saul pursued David. The beast shall die. He will be killed by the word of the cross, which is the sword of the spirit. Be my sword. And what happens to the Israelite people? the Lord is forced to bring his justice upon them because of their lack of faith and their obstinacy. And he tells them that for the 40 days that they were surveying the land of Canaan, they will have to wait one year. So that's the 40 years they had to wait before entering the promised land. But you see, we can... Read these stories of the Israelite nation and judge judge them and think, how could they have forgotten what happened to these people? (laughs) The miracles, it just seems amazing. How, how, How could they do this? But the truth of the matter is, we do the same thing. We forget. That many times we too have grumbled against others and God in the storms of our lives. We too forget how God has been providing for us all our lives. We can even have this same spirit within our love crucified community. My family, God, like the Israelites, has been leading us his little mustard seed, by the hand. He has been speaking to us, warning us, forming us, showing great signs and wonders, and promising us truly amazing things, just like he was promising them. Just in this last message I read to you, Listen to the promises, what the Lord is telling us, the nothings that each of us are. The Lord is telling us, see yourselves as my warriors, riding out into the horizon. This holy fleet is the light of God's love that has the power to cast into hell the spirits of darkness that are now covering the earth. Do we really believe this? Are we living our lives in this faith and hope in what the Lord has said to us? Because if we're not, we're living like the Israelites. God goes on to tell us, my triumph." will be a great triumph. And then he even tells us how the triumph is going to be accomplished through the hidden force of God, the hidden martyrdom of Jesus Christ as one with our Blessed Mother and all the victim souls, past, present, and future, that are united to the hidden force of the interior martyrdom, and of course the red martyrs. This is the plan of God to save the world. When we listen to the news and hear how Korea wants to send us a nuclear bomb, do we remember that the triumph is coming and we are actually participating in saving the world? Or do we forget even just as we listen to the news and like the Israelites fall into fear? Doubt. Discouragement. You see, we do it too. God also tells us in that one message that he's chosen you, each of you, Patty, Imena, Kathy, Michelle, each of us to participate in the triumph of his crucified love to save the world. This is amazing. It's so amazing that just like the Israelite people, what God was doing was so amazing, it was that they lost it. They couldn't believe. And you see, the same thing can happen to us. Do you believe that the Lord is saying, you've each mounted your horses, whether you like it or not. (laughs) And we're going to fight to save the world. And my, my brothers and sisters, Any battle that you're a soldier fighting is not easy. And we have to be spiritually, emotionally, and physically ready. That means that sometimes even soldiers in battle must rest. When you have gone through a great battle, you must take some time like the Lord had to also do to rest. Because our whole being has to be constantly ready for the battle against the demons we are fighting against. It's important that as a community we repent from our lack of trust in what the Lord has been saying to us for years. And I especially ask you to pray Psalm 51 before the Blessed Sacrament with groans for all the times we've grumbled, for all the times we've fallen into fear and have doubted when difficulties in our lives have come. And then we go to the gospel, the faith of the Canaanite woman. It's Matthew 15, verse 21 to 28. I use the prayer of the rosary today to show you five important qualities that this gospel passage teaches us about the faith of the Canaanite woman. The Lord said that we must pray, not only Father Asencio, but each of us, for greater trust and abandonment. To me, I want you to, to read this gospel completely focused on this woman, on her faith. First, Jesus teaches us, through her, vulnerability. The Canaanite woman makes herself vulnerable. And my dear family, she is willing to look like a fool. When we move in the spirit and we are totally trusting and abandoned to God, we look foolish. People will even question us. What do you mean you wait upon the spirit? That's not living in the spirit. You have to use your reason and make decisions. It seems foolish. No, we wait upon the Lord to open doors, to close doors. She says, have pity on me, Lord, son of David. My daughter is tormented by a demon. Trust believes and always looks foolish to the eyes of the world. True trust is rooted in humility. And what have we learned about humility? Humility requires knowledge of God and of ourselves. The Canaanite woman knows that Jesus is Lord. She's a pagan. And yet she knows that Jesus is Lord. And she knows that she is. A dog, meaning a pagan, unworthy of anything. Have we made ourselves totally vulnerable to God? Have we come to know our nothingness, our absolute nothingness without God? That none of us can do anything, especially be victim souls, (laughs) especially be soldiers, without God. Have we come to believe that God is truly present, controlling our lives, present in all our difficult situations? Have we truly come to believe that in all the difficulties of our life, God is using them for a greater good? This woman knows that. Second quality, she perseveres. Even when Jesus did not say a word in answer to her, she perseveres. He's ignoring her. Put yourself in that place. Could you persevere? Could I persevere? Or would we already be wounded? Because he's ignored me. <laughs> Think about it. Even the disciples look at her with repulsion. And they say to Jesus, Send her away, for she keeps calling out after us. Get rid of her. What a nuisance. Then Jesus replies to her. And look at what he says. I was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. This woman, my family, could have easily entered the wound of rejection. And acted in that wound, but she doesn't. She perseveres because of her faith in Jesus Christ. The Lord has asked us to persevere in prayer. The Lord has asked us to persevere in wearing the crown of thorns. And the Lord has asked us to persevere in love. By suffering all as one with his pure sacred heart and the immaculate heart of Mary. The third quality of the Canaanite woman. She approaches his deeds after he's rejected her, after he's ignored her. She approaches him with homage. Lord, help me. At times we can feel rejected by the Lord. At times we can feel where did he go? He's ignoring me. Whenever you feel ignored by the Lord, do you go and do him homage? Do you get on your knees? Do I get on my knees and say, Lord, help me? You see, with this act of faith and humility, she acknowledges her nothingness and begs for his help. Because she knows she is not capable of anything, but he is. Because she is convicted, convicted. Of who Christ is. This conviction of the truth. That Jesus is God. All powerful and mighty. Able to do the impossible. Keeps her in homage before the Lord. That's how our blessed mother lived. It's in our path, number 20. She lived her whole life in praise of the Father. In homage, in awe, the path tells us. Even when Joseph was doubting her because she was pregnant and Joseph didn't understand. Even when she had to leave her hometown and go to Egypt. Even when they were in financial crises. Even when they, the Holy Family was hungry. Even when she was at the foot of the cross. She continued to praise the Father. That is faith. In path number 115, these words are so important. He, The Lord says to us that suffering all with him perfects us quickly in abandonment and trust until, have we gotten to the point, because boy, we need to be at this point to fight on our horses. Have we gotten to the point that... We experience all, the good and whatever we perceive as bad, as a gift of my love for you. Until we are praising God for the good and the bad in our lives, we don't yet have that power. We have not yet fully entered to become living hosts. And the Lord is promising us now, I'm giving you, this is an anointed time for this community. The Lord is promising each of us that we will become living hosts. But we have to respond to the grace. We have to receive the grace or we can miss it. The fourth point, faith, her faith again is tried. This is so important. It's tried by Jesus. This is what how he tries her faith. He says to her, It is not right to take the food of the children and throw it to the dogs. Wow. These seemingly harsh words from the Lord do not seem to distress her in any way. I'm in awe. Her faith in Christ is anchored in the knowledge of her nothingness and that Jesus is everything. And what does she do? She proclaims from the depth of her humble feminine heart, Please, Lord, for even the dogs eat the scraps that fall from the table of their masters. My family, our faith, it tells us in the path in chapter 4, must also be tried in the furnace of the sacred heart of Jesus the questions for you are in red what seemingly harsh words from others can set me off and bring me to anger doubt and discouragement the last quality that I saw in this woman of faith she is able to God, Jesus is able to cast out the demon in her daughter through her faith. What did the Lord just recently tell us? He wants the angels of death can only be fought through me, with me, and in me in the power of the Spirit through the cross. I'm not going to read it again. But the Lord is telling us That we, as one with him, living host, through our faith, faith my family, will cast out the demons, many demons, and set many souls free. In conclusion, there is a striking difference between the hearts of the Israelites and this pagan woman. The Lord has called us to fight against the demons of hell. The Lord in this message makes it very clear that we too, like the Canaanite woman, must be humble, pure, and have a childlike innocence. We must know we are nothing and who God is everything, all power and all might, all goodness. We must pray daily now on our knees for perfect trust and abandonment rooted in true humility so that we do not continue falling in Satan's trap of responding through our wounded hearts but rather through hearts steadfast in faith, hope, and love. My family, to have the humility and faith of the Canaanite woman is rare, very, very rare. We too must be transparent before God to recognize through self-knowledge How our hardened hearts continue to be like the Israelite people. And we must understand that it is a process. A process that we have been living for years. That moves us from that heart that can't have that faith to the heart of the Canaanite woman. And now the Lord is telling us something so powerful. He is giving us a special time of grace. We are being given the opportunity to move quicker through this process. If we persevere, especially in prayer and docility and fight daily to believe and to thank God for every challenge of the day, Seeing that God is working and it is his will for us to live in that challenge. Because it is in that challenge, in that suffering, that we enter the passion of Christ, which is what casts out the demons and the darkness of hell. So Animo, my family, this is really good news. And I'd like to end by thanking God. As a community, we thank you, Jesus. We praise you because you have been so good to us. We thank you, Abba, for you truly have been a father, leading us, guiding us with such patience and waiting like you did with the Israelite people. Protect us from all fear and grant us the grace through the Holy Spirit United to the Immaculate Heart of Mary to live in perfect faith, hope, and love. So I've given you a lot because the Spirit is moving a lot.